What are you worth? Look how low you've reached. There's no hope for you. That's all the Yetzirah speaking. But we know better than that. The Prism of Torah with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. Our all-new website, prismoftorah.com, with the full archive, is ready to be browsed. This week, Parshas Pinchos. There's more than meets the eye. Shalom to everyone. In this week's Parsha of Bnei Chutzlaat, Parshas Pinchas, I actually want to discuss one of the characters that are mentioned in this Parsha, Tzlofchad. I want to say to you a, a Gemara in Shabbos I learned and the connection to Tzlofchad. Tzlofchad was brought in the Parsha in a totally different context than I'm going to talk about, which is the context of Dina Yerusha, that his daughters came up to Meshach Rabbeinu and asked him, we want also a part of the land. And just because we, ha- we don't have any brothers, it's not fair that we lose out. And Moshe Rabbeinu indeed go- went to ask HaKadosh Bochu, and he said that they do deserve to get the portion of their father. But I want to say something very interesting. I saw B'Shem Da'arizal and others. It has to do with the Gemara in Shabbos. The Gemara in Shabbos, Da'af Kuf Nun says a very interesting story about a chassid. This chassid was walking on Shabbos and thinking to himself as he saw an opening in his fence to his, to his garden, to his field. And he said, oh, I got to fix this. I got to fix this. And then he was upset at himself. He was upset at himself because he said to himself, why, why did I think about this on Shabbos? It's not related to Shabbos. A person shouldn't fix his fence in Shabbos. I shouldn't even have thought about this. So, of course, the question begs itself, what do you mean? We all say in the Mizmo on Shabbos, on the Shabbos table, which means that machshavos, just thoughts, are okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's talking, speaking out things and, and doing actions that's, that's not matim on Shabbos. So why was he so upset? We'll continue the story. As a result of him being upset, he decided, even though after Shabbos I can fix the hole in the fence, the gap in the fence, I decided to be coyness myself and as a result, I am not fixing this ever again. That's what he decided. Later on, HaKadosh Buhu performed a miracle for him. And the type of tree called the Tzlaf. The Tzlaf is a unique tree that has certain three types of fruits associated with it that comes from it. And it also possesses a characteristic that it's very pointy and hence it acts as a, an amazing continuation of the fence so animals can't go, go through there. And the Kaddish Buhu made another miracle that there were so many fruits that came out of that tree or bush that it took care of his, all his Parnassah as well as his chosen Parnassah. There are actually two ways of understanding this Gemara. One is the Taz, that the Taz says that he actually, this Chassid actually forgot it was Shabbos and he was planning on fixing it today on Shabbos. And then he realized... Oh, I forgot it's Shabbos today. And that's why he was coyness himself, because he held like a certain opinion that we don't go according to this opinion, but when you did an Isra on Shabbos, then you can't enjoy that thing forever. And even though he didn't do anything, but he wanted to be coyness himself and take upon himself not to ever fix the gap. But the other most, most common Mahalach is, like I explained, that he really thought to himself, he knew it was Shabbos, but he accidentally thought of that, and then he got upset at himself. And the question is, why did he get upset at himself? He didn't do anything wrong. And why did he take it upon himself that now he's not going to fix it forever? 
To answer this question, there's a, an Arizal, the Ari in Shara Gilgulim, as well as a Ben Yoyada and the Chasm Soifer on this Gemara, Daf Kufnun Amud Beis. They all say a similar idea, probably all came from the Arizal, which is that you should know the famous Mekoishish, the person that in front of all the Jewish people was Mechal Shabbos. There's a Machloikis in the Gemara who this person was. Rabbi Akiva, this is the Gemara in Shabbos. Rabbi Akiva says that it was Slofchad. So he now came back in a reincarnation, in a Gilgul, says the Arizal, in the Neshama of this Chassid. And who is this Chassid? So that they all say, as the Gemara in Bava Kama teaches us, when every time it says in the Gemara, Chassid, it can be one of two people, either Rabbi Yudah ben Bava or Rabbi Yudah ben Eloi. So says the Arizal, this was Rabbi Yudah bar Eloi, and he was a Gilgul, of this, so the Chassid was Rabbi Yudah bar Eloi, who was a Gilgul of Slofchad. And as a result, he wanted to rectify the big sin he performed. What's the big sin he performed? That he was Mechal Shabbos. That's a horrible thing. Chayav Skila. So he wanted to rectify that and atone for it. And therefore he took upon himself to go to the other extreme. And even though really he didn't do anything wrong, and it was just a machshava, just a thought, and hilurim mutarim. But he said, I want to take it upon myself, I'm going to the other extreme, and I don't want to get any good thing out of this thought, and therefore I am not planning on fixing this fence. As a result, HaKadosh Baruch saw how much he wants to atone for his sin, so he kind of blinked at him and said to him, you know what, you deserve that I'll take care of you, it's an amazing thing you did, you atoned for your sin, not only that, says the Arizal, that even hafach liot schuyos, you know that when you do tshuva me'ava, then the zdoinos hofchim liot schuyos, and as opposed to the sins now, it transformed itself from sins to merits, and now he got this amazing bush with fruits that took care of him and his family until for their whole lives. Both the Arizal and the Ben Yoyada and the Chasm Soifer end off with this amazing idea that it's hinted in the story that indeed this was a reincarnation of Tzlovchad. How do we see that? Because what's the name of this bush? It's Tzlav. That's what it's called, Tzlav. And it's Tzlav, together with the word Echad, it's Tzlovchad. And that's what happened. That Tzlav is the thing that grew out of here. Another Mahalach I saw that what was unique about Tzlav why Davka Atzlaf? Why did Hashem decide Atzlaf should should grow there? Because we know that Shabbos is Me'ein Oilam Abba. That's also a Zmira and Shabbos that we sing. Me'ein Oilam Abba. Me'ein Oilam Abba. Shabbos Menuche. And he said, what's going to be an Oilam Abba? The Gemara in Shabbos says, the main Oilam Abba comes from the Gemara, in Bochus, Daf Nun Zayin Amud Beis, that Shabbos may no longer There's another Gemara in Masechet Shabbos, Daf Lamed Gimel. Then the future, every the the trees are going to give fruits every day. So one Talmud asks the rapper, "Really? How do you see that in this world? Do you see this in this world at all?" And he says, "Yeah, you do. There's a tree called Guess what? That's Laf, and it gives fruits every day. Why? Because it had so many different types of fruits. Every season it had fruits because it had fruits from its branches and fruits from its the real fruit, etc., etc." So also here, it's Me'ein Oilam Habo. 
That was the idea because it was related to Shabbos. So first of all, we've answered the, the question that we raised. Why did the Chassid feel bad about what he did? According to most Mefashim of this story, he didn't really do anything wrong. He was just having Machshavos. And we answered that yes, because this Neshama was a Gilgul, based, a reincarnation based on the Rizal that came, the Ben Yehuda was a the Rabbi Yehuda Ben Eloi was a Gilgul was a Gilgul of Slavchad, and he wanted to rectify the major Isser he performed in public on Shabbos, so he wanted to go to the other extreme, and even something that was permitted, but because they had a tint, a tinge of something not appropriate connected to Shabbos, even though halakhically it's fine, it's permissible, therefore he decided, I want to go to the other extreme. So we answered the question, we saw a very, very unique idea, how you see from this story, that this was really a reincarnation of Tzlavchad. And Arizal says many of the neshamas today have a nitznutz, a, a, tight, a, a certain percentage of the neshama is a gilgul from a different neshama. And therefore we're here for a reason, as we always say, we're here to be metakin, all kinds of things. Everyone has a different role in this world. And that's why we can't compare ourselves to anyone else. We each got different kalim to do our tafkid here. And we have to realize that. And therefore when an Isayan comes to us, we have to step up to the plate and go ahead and show HaKadosh Buhu how much we realize that this, laf, this, this world is just a stepping stone to the world to come. Practically speaking, I would just like to take out from this whole idea two, two yesoidus. Yesoid number one is based on the Rambam. The Rambam, there's a famous Rambam in the Hilchus Deus Perik Aleph Halacha Dalid that he explains that you should know everyone should be in the middle path. You should be balanced with your Midois. He over there goes to define what balanced means, but you should always be balanced. You shouldn't be too extreme anyway. You should try to work on yourself to be balanced. However, says the Rambam later on in the next Perik, in Perik Bet, Perik Beis Halacha Gimel, he says that if you find yourselves that you failed and you went too extreme to one way, then you could go, to rectify yourself, you should go extreme the other way until you feel like you conquered that midah, whatever it is. And then you should go back to the middle. For example, if a person's angry too much, it's not good. He has to go to the other extreme. And once he reaches, the, he masters the other extreme, then he can go back to the middle path. What, is it, what does this have to do with us? Also here, this Tzlofchad that came back in a... Neshama of Rabbi Yudu Bariloi, he wanted to rectify himself. So he says, well, he did something not good on related to Shabbos. He wanted to go to the other extreme. Once he rectified that, it atoned for his sin. Also, he can go back to being balanced. But aside from that, we see also this idea, it's never too late. A person should never let the Yetzirah trick him as the Yetzirah tries to do. What are you worth? Look how low you've reached. There's no hope for you. That's all the Yetzirah speaking. But we know better than that. HaKadosh Buhu always craves for us to come back. We know there's a baskal every day that wants all of us to come back to HaKadosh Buhu. So we always have that lifesaver to get back to Hashem. And that's the beautiful thing about Shuva that HaKadosh Buhu gave this, this amazing opportunity. Total 100% chesed to always have the ability to come back to Hashem. So a person should never feel and let the Yetzirah put him down. You're not worth anything. There's no point in doing tshuva. There's always point to do tshuva. I would like to end with the story that I found in Yalkut Lekach Tov. 
they had a separate safer on I think Emuno Bitochon. And I want to share with you the story. It's a long story, so I'll try to make it short. But it shows this idea that you never know why you're going through things and you should totally blindly trust HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And even when times look really bad, which we all go through those times, but there's always a reason. We may not always know it. But at some point we will understand, we'll look back and we'll see, we understand what's happening. This story is brought down and is documented by... Reb Chaim Vital, the Talmud Muvak of the Arizal, and I'll try to make it really short, but there was a family with a couple of kids. The mother lost her husband at a young age. Two years after that, all the, the kids come home to visit her, and there's a kid called Yoisi. He's st- still living in the house in his early 20s, and the other married Sons or daughters come for Shabbos and the, the mother is very upset. She's crying. The kid said to her, Why are you upset? The Shulchan Aruch tells us there's how, how much tzar a person should have and you can't cry about our father that passed away two years after it happened. you got to work on yourself. I'm sorry for speaking like this to, to my own mother. I apologize. And the mother said, You're right, you're right. You're right. But what can I do? I can't control myself. They go into Shabbos. They had nice meals Shabbos and then she goes to sleep and as she's going to sleep she remembers that someone offered for her a shidduch to get married, remarried and she can't, she's disgusted by the thought even she can't even think about it as she falls asleep again this is not me this is all Reb Chaim Vital's story and I'm really cutting it short she falls asleep and then she finds herself in a place and you can imagine how much descript, descriptions the Reb Chaim Vital goes into but in Gan Eden and she, the Eliyahu Navi or someone that looks like Eliyahu Navi meets her at a tree and he says do you want to see your husband and she says yes and she's waiting she's waiting she's waiting. she sees this young person giving a shear to many people and he says to her Eliyahu Navi says to her okay wait wait a couple of minutes until the shear finishes and then I'll get him to come over to you and indeed the shear finishes he comes over to her and he speaks to her and she's about to faint but he gives her a branch a branch a special branch from Ganeidin that has a certain smell and woken her up and brought her in the Shama back to life and she says why, why did you leave me so so early and he says to her, let me tell you the truth. What happened was, I was a huge Talmud Chacham in my previous life. But, in that life, I didn't want to get married. I just wanted to learn Torah all day. I saw how amazing it is and how important it is. And because I didn't get married and, didn't have, and I, I, didn't, I didn't help out my kids, I, didn't have, I, I wasn't married, then I wasn't able to reach high levels over here in Gan Eden. And this is the real world. I want to tell you, look around you. This is the real world. Where you are is just a means. It's not an end. It's not the real world. It's all fake. It's an optical illusion. That's me adding to the story, of course. It's an optical illusion for you to be able to do your tafkid. Use the cane Hashem gave you to do your tafkid. And so I had to be sent back down in a, in a, in a new lifetime. And that is how... That is why Hashem took me early because I just needed to marry you and to have kids to bring them up and then I could go back. And you should know you're very lucky because now you're connected to me and I'm, I look how many people I teach Torah up here and you're a part of this. Every wife is a part of what her husband accomplished. And yes, I also didn't know I was able to teach because she asked him, how are you able to teach? I didn't know you are a Talmud Chacham. He says, I also didn't know I was a big Talmud Chacham. I had to go down and my tafkid this time was just to bring up a family to bring up a family and I had to work and that's it I barely learned I know but as I got up here Hashem gave me all the knowledge that I had in the past and all the Torah suddenly 
came back into me and I'm able to teach now. And then she said, so let me ask you one more thing. How come a Kaddish who did that? Our son was taken away by a goy that was drunk and he just killed him. How, how come? How, why did that happen? At three years old. So he said, that's also a story. Come this way. And she went to a very, he took her to a very special place that later in the story they explained no one's allowed to go to that place. It's such a high place in Gan Eden that only the father and the mother can come and visit him there. And it's an amazing. I'm not going to go into the descriptions because there is no end to it. If someone wants, I can refer you to where the story is brought down. But everything was amazing and the smell was amazing and the birds were amazing and everyone was, all the birds were saying, unbelievable. And he says, here's your son. Once again, she fainted. He gets her back up to life with a branch. And then he says, listen, this kid, the, all the village was killed by Goim. He was saved by a, by a Goya and she took care of him and she, she fed him. And because she breastfed him, then as a result, after his whole lifetime, his previous lifetime, he came up to this world, he was not able to reach higher than a certain level. And therefore, he really craved to reach a higher level. So he was sent down just for those three years to make up for those three years that he was breastfed by a Goya. And that's why he was sent to you, which is a big schus. He was sent to you to be able to, that you could feed him. And then he was able to come back up. Ah, and then she kept asking, so why by a Goy? Why such a bad death? And he said, that's because he was an atonement for the whole city. There was a decree that the whole city was supposed to go and HaKadosh Baruch Hu took him away instead in a weird way so that it will be an atonement as tzaddikim do for the whole city. There's more to the story but we'll end here. And the Yesoid we're learning over here today. Maybe it's not as coupled as usually we try to do with the Parsha. But it's a very important idea that we should live with throughout our whole life in this world. In the next world I don't even have to tell you that because that's going to be evident and obvious. But we should live this whole world realizing that no matter how bad things seem to be, first of all, we can always do tshuva. And more importantly, we should go into every challenge we have in life, which is one of the big reasons what life is all about, for us to have challenges, challenges and isyoinus. And we should realize there's a reason and there's a meaning to what we're doing. should give all of us koyach to be oimed and isyoinus and give nachas ruach Have a good Shabbos. The Prism of Torah podcast. Visit our website www.prismoftorah.com. Email us admin at prismoftorah.com. Podcast produced by Eddie Podcast Productions, Lilunishmas Yitzhak, Isaac, Ben, Ramosha. Thank you, Univef, for your recording equipment. Once again, prismoftorah.com. Wow, huge archive is available and ready to be searched.